Now, the one point I do want to make is that I understand all the feminist groups and the radicals who think this is the worst thing in the world that anybody ever had any contact with Jeffrey Epstein. Where are all those radical feminists when it comes to the Hamas rapes of young Jewish girls, sexual abuse, beheadings? They are quiet. They are silent. The incredible hypocrisy of the Me Too movement. Me Too, except if you're a Jew. If, uh, and I want to have a list of all the radical feminists who are pushing hard, and I understand that, to get all these names revealed. And I want to know how many of them have ever actually condemned Hamas for the rapes that we now know occurred and the murders that occurred. How many have been silent? And how many, like the National Lawyers Guild, have actually approved of what Hamas did? So let's put this in context. Okay, you're back for another episode of Why Are We Like This, the only podcast that treats Florida like the active crime scene it is. Back from the holidays, I'm David Quinones, and I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, Tomas Kennedy. What's up, Tomas? Back in Miami, baby. Uh, yeah. You know, fresh off Santa's enchanted forest yesterday. <laughs> it was, we were uh, talking it was about enchanting. it beforehand. Enchanted. Yeah, it was good. Explain what Santa's Enchanted Forest is for the non-Miami listeners out there. Like, it's it's a pretty unique cultural touchstone that we have here. That we well, anyone from Miami would remember the epic uh, jingle from the early, well, really long before that. But Santa's Enchanted Forest, the tropical park of Palmetto and Bird Road. Yeah, that's just. integral part of, of any Miami kids uh, childhood but it's just basically a, a working people's uh, fair with a lot of uh, Christmas decoration and you know uh, you'll you'll see uh, dignitaries from our city like K- Kodak Black Rick Ross they take their families there um, honestly like you have to be on drugs to truly enjoy it is it. a highly recreational environment yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a bit of a bummer if you would go with like your family, but yeah, it, yeah it's not context. meant to be enjoyed sober. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah but I I had a great time. Some of those rides are a lot more intense than you think. I I felt like Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Like I was hitting <laughs> some G forces. Um, the one that like shoots you up and then you you drop down. That's the the last one I went on in twenty eighteen. Dude, they they had some really creative things. They they flipped you in all kinds of way. Um, it's good. Uh, today's the last day, uh, so by the time it's out, uh, you missed it. So uh, you slept yeah. on it. Catch up so next year. A little bit of a political hot potato, or, or a jurisdictional hot potato, as it's moved from uh, my neck of the woods in the like Coral Gables, Westchester area, over to in Tropical Park, over to Hialeah now, right? Yeah. Yeah, Medley. No, Medley. 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 Like, I'm sorry, the, I, said, I said it before. But, it's yeah. so Miami. Like, the, the owners are, like, suing each other. So now we have two... San- like, what it's is perfect. called Santa's Enchanted Forest? One claiming to be the real one. Yeah, yeah. the other one's <laughs> called Winter Wonderland. That's, like, the gentrified one. Like, I don't know. It's the most Miami happened. shit. Yeah, it, the whole backstory behind it. And if I'm joined by Tomas, uh, you know, bringing his Christmas gifts and um, maybe some scabies back from uh, Santa's Enchanted Forest, then I am also joined by my other co-host, 
Gerald. Hey, Gerald. How are Hello. you? Hello. Uh, I'm preparing for the worst storm in two years um, in New York. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. We haven't had a storm in the last two years, so it's also the only one we've had. But um, I, I was talking to a friend uh, who just um, – what is it? Who I, I just moved up. Um, what is it from – maybe this year, recounting that one of my first Uber rides uh, when I first moved down um, was, uh, uh, it's, sorry, when I first moved down to Miami, the person saying, I really wish one day I could be in New York for a blizzard, uh, thinking that person was insane. I did not know how common a touchstone that is for people in Miami of wanting to feel cozy vibes um, yeah. and not just the hurricane parties. Yeah. Yeah, the hurricane parties suck because like, you're anticipating the loss of power and mm -hmm. coziness is very quickly going to turn to stickiness. Mm -hmm. You know it. It's going to, everything's going to be sticky and gross within hours. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's warm and nice and good to, you know, good vibes. Do you have, do you have access to a fireplace at all? No, I could um, just burn stuff. I mean, you can figure stuff out. <laughs> they can't stop you. Yeah, I mean, what are they, they going to do? What are they going to do? Uh, mess with little, little Gerald. Um, so yeah, guys, <laughs> before we get started today, we want to talk about the, um, you know, the, some, some news that's burning up the trans transom. First of all, the Epstein list, it has dropped or has it, we don't know, kind of suspect. I can't believe that Alan Dershowitz is involved. It's just really mind boggling how a guy like that could be caught up that, in something like this. Just such a good gave guy. Me whiplash. Devastated. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Argentina a little bit more again. If you're if you're if you're an Argentinian and you live in the U.S., it's a good chance you live here in Florida. So this is a, a beat for us, not just because of that, but also because of our very own Tomas. Um, and we're going to uh, check in in the fast, rapidly approaching Iowa caucuses that are going to kick off elections election season. Um, so Woo. we got to deal with that. But before that, guys. Let me tell you a little bit of some little, little, little bit of news close to home here, literally close to home. So, three weeks ago, rewind. I'm getting home from uh, bringing the kid home from school right in our backyard. Uh, come walking up and uh, get out of the car. Two houses down, there's an elderly man looking pretty disheveled, definitely out of place in in, in our neighborhood, and he appears to be uh, pants down, cranking it. Right, mm -hmm. which is also very out of place in, in my neighborhood. Doesn't mm -hmm. happen that much. Um, this is not uh, liberal hellscape of that's San Francisco. Sub, that's subway platform behavior. That's subway platform behavior. Keep that shit north of 90th, mm -hmm. boys. Uh, so, like, no, but it, it was it was a little disturbing and weird, and and um, we were like, what the fuck is going on? We, it, I live in like a very suburban kind of placid area, and it's just very strange to see to see something like that. Mm -hmm. um, cut fast forward to yesterday. This fucking guy is, like, driving around our neighborhood. He's, like, making multiple circles around our neighborhood. And uh, so I make an effort to sort of intervene and, and, and talk to him. I tell my neighbor about it, too, and just kind of intimidate him, get him the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm not somebody that likes to call police for anything. I hate doing that. It's mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've maybe twice in my life. And like bloodshed, active bloodshed was involved, ever, ever called the police. And uh, so... Anyway, fast forward to today, I'm urged by multiple people to, you know, at least document to call the police, make sure that there's like a report that exists somewhere for whatever happens if this, if this guy comes back around. And I try to do that. And I go to the Kendall uh, Miami-Dade Police Department. They um, tell me they're not in the business of filling out police reports there in this enormous building. 
that's <laughs> that is like a you know obviously a, an avatar for a, the single biggest budget line item on our on our county. You caught process. you caught us during Fortnite hour. Please come back yeah. later. Yeah, <laughs> come back later. No, I heard the guy telling a woman in Spanish. He was having a conversation in Spanish behind me. And he was, the, I guess, what that what that that huge building, this huge multi million dollar facility. What it exists for is this like obscure but um, very necessary fingerprinting card process that a bunch of people go there for that it's like the dmv but for getting your prints done it's not what you would think of as traditionally a police station so i leave and i call up uh he gives me the non-emergency phone number line which um i I call and i'm getting to a point here okay the point is i sit on that line for like 30 minutes holding and again it's like it's 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 in my heart like the the anger knowing of how knowing how much money miami and all of our municipalities spend on policing and how incompetent our co- our county government has gotten from top to bottom. Guys, this is everything from like trash. I live in uh, the unincorporated part of Miami-Dade County. My mayor is Mayor uh, Daniela Livian-Cava, who I've interviewed in a friendly atmosphere multiple times in the past, who had a Liberal promise, biased journalist at it again. A biased liberal journalist, a biased libtard over here. Um, I... I, uh, I, I I think a lot of us, those of us who voted her into office three and a half years ago or whatever, had like a, a lot of high hopes for what Miami-Dade's first woman mayor could accomplish for what, oh, if we actually put a, a liberal in the office, you know, which is, a, you know, pretty consistently occupied by people who are, are right of center. Um, in a, it's a non-denominational, or, I'm sorry. Or, it's or, a, or, or far, far right of center. Far to the right, yeah, in, in many cases. So... I wanted to kick off today by talking about the Better Bus Network a little bit and just uh, read you this little bit from um, WLRN a month ago. A redesign was well overdue. Miami-Dade County launches the Better Bus Network. It's bus, not bust. Guys, mm-hmm. So calm down. South Florida Public Transit has been described as woefully inadequate. I should mention it's um, it's Helen Acevedo and friend of the show Joshua Sabalos, whose who's, uh, byline is... Uh, on this article south florida public transit has been uh described as woefully inadequate and dysfunctional yeah no shit our regional uh, our region seems chained to a development culture that demands we do everything by car except walk our dogs but last week some unusual optimism on the public transit front in miami-dade county on monday mayor daniela levine cava launched the better bus network the project which began four years ago is the first major redesign of miami-dade's bus routes, stops and schedules in almost 40 years quote much has changed in the world in the last 35 plus years, so we have a different concentrations of population, different job centers, different traffic patterns, said the mayor, speaking on the latest edition of the South Florida Roundup. Clearly, a redesign was well overdue. The new system's more streamlined, and many folks will uh, admittedly find their uh, familiar routes eliminated. Ah, how helpful. Thank you for that. Thank you for eliminating my route. Um, at least it's streamlined now, but it's built as a way to get more riders, uh, more bus riders where they're going more directly and more frequently. I want to kind of use this as an entry point for us to talk about well, specifically public transit here in, in, in Miami and in South Florida, maybe in Florida in general, completely lacking pure shit. Um, anybody who's used it knows it. Jer, I know you used to be kind of a, a public transportation, um, super user down here, um, for that first year i tried and then people just started telling me everyone down here uses like they are trying to basically not like bully you but they're basically trying to make it like you'd have to be stupid to rely on us so why not just use uber all the time like or or poor that was that was a that was a very early thing when i tried going about my day as though i was in new york 
they basically say you you are a fool. <laughs> you you do not do that here. <laughs> you better well, find the, alternative and more expensive means of getting around. Would you, would you guys be shocked to find out that a month later, uh, this from WSVN? I'll just read the headline. Riders say traveling is a nightmare after changes to Miami Dade County's mm. bus system. Who could have fucking thought? Gerald touched on something that is the heart of it, which is that this, and Tomas, I think you, you also reiterated it, right? It's like public transportation here is designed to fail. Yes. It's made to be for the poors. It's made to be like, oh, you fucked up in life and now you're on a bus. It's a punishment. Yeah. It's, it's a-, a punishment. Absolutely. And, um, that's exactly the kind of shit that I was really hoping that we would at least start some baby steps if we got like a person like Livian Kava into office, I was hoping like, well, very famously, if you're listening to this podcast, you might know about it. But very famously, we had this half cent, half cent, half penny tax that we passed, I think, in 2003 and went into effect in uh, keep me honest, guys. But I think it went into effect in like 2006 or something like that. And um, it was supposed to raise funds to extend our dog shit rail, our dog shit rail system. Uh, further south and into more parts of the of, of of the county. Never did it. Just just stole the money. Yeah. Just stole the money. The money just evaporated. It's like I, I don't know if you guys have ever read the stories about how like after, we got taxed. Yeah, we paid the tax. Yeah. But like yeah. it, it reminds me of this story about how like after Pablo Escobar uh, was you know killed and like slowly over the years the farmers that surrounded his finca moved their their fences in and in a little bit a few feet every year and now pablo escobar's what was his like land is gone they've just subsumed it over the years in colombia it reminds me of that that's where the money went it was just like quietly people dipping in and all of a sudden oh well what happened no money no rail we don't have anything and the solution has always been and for folks like us like the three of us we 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 roll our eyes when we see the word bus rolled out because we know that it's this shitty second class like uh you know adjust your expectations we i know we told you you were going to get a rail line but how about some buses and how about this we'll make a better bus network and it's just i think indicative of the failure not just of miami date over the last 20 plus years but the specific three and a half year failure of um levine cava and the way that nothing in this fucking county works anymore yeah i, I will say i don't have anything against buses like i've been in cities like my yeah. own hometown of buenos aires incredible efficient reliable uh bus routes uh, along with a subway by the way but you know you really you could put elevated rail in 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 south florida so i don't i don't have anything about uh, against buses my thing is just like why again i'm not like an urban planner but I've, i've read a lot about urban planning and i'm like fascinated by it so i think i know a little bit why would you get rid of routes like this like why wouldn't you just connect existing routes like imagine this you live in this county you're already paying some of the highest housing costs in the country you're dealing with inflation that is the highest in the country you know you're battered by just the cost of living every single day you know you're dealing with out of control traffic and incompetently run county you know, and if, if you're if you're making like a, a good six figure salary, okay, you get to have fun and play in Miami. But you know, the median salary in, in Miami Dade, I think it's sixty thousand dollars a year. A lot of people are getting paid under that. So you know, you're working maybe two to three jobs to try to make ends meet. Maybe you have some kids. 
a lot of costs. And then some fucking asshole, bureaucrat, piece of shit at the county, you know, you know, just decides one day that like, you know, off the blue because of some bullshit studies that they did that like, it's going to be more efficient to get rid of the S line and blah, blah, blah. And then you get to your fucking bus route one day because none of this is communicated properly, by the way. And it's not running. And all of a sudden, your fucking day-to-day routine is upended. You have to figure out how to get to work. Everything is more complicated. Like, what? Like, a slap on the face, you know, insult to injury for Miami-Dade residents. You know what I mean? Like, and and, and to me, again, this might might be assuming worst intentions, but this better bus network bullshit that they titled it is... A lie like this to me if you are getting rid of routes based on you know the the veneer of efficiency that sounds to me like what corporate downsizing is which is basically is, like cutting yeah. costs this streamline is, is a danger word you know yeah, this is this is transportation austerity yeah and what yeah. and what did they do now that the, the routes are all fucked up people can't get to work their whole routines have been appended another public private partnership this time with Uber, they're giving people um, uh, um, vouchers for rides that are under, I think, $25 or less so they can solve the last mile problem. That's the problem of like, okay, once you get somewhere using public transportation, how the fuck do you get home, right? You, you need get, like yeah. connectors. They're like, okay, let's just put people on a fucking Uber, you know, and give them a voucher. Like what a fucking pathetic solution. You know what I mean? Like put more cars on the road, give this bullshit company that lobbies our county and our state government or federal government to destroy public transportation like it's just sad honestly they have the people in charge from the county mayor all the way down to the lowest bureaucrat i mean there's been good people in there that are trying to make things work but the system is just too much they don't have solutions they don't have they don't have the political will um and everything just gets shittier and shittier and shittier on this in this county like it's just the truth sorry and for those who think like this is hyperbole or maybe we're nitpicking or being mean the first time i ever heard of um mayor levine kava as a figure was there was this um hypothetical map of a dream uh train line that ran all the way from homestead up till what was it was it west palm beach county or whatever it was it was this like like if we had a a transit system like they have in you know other other countries or even you know new york city um chicago whatever you know oh how nice it would be and i remember her taking a picture with a blown up picture of that hypothetical and basically trying to make herself synonymous with more convenient expanded public transit and to hear that not only are we not expanding we're streamlining as part of this like build bus better program um, and trying to sell it as a trying to sell this is the thing this is what cable companies do they try to sell you a worse service at a premium like they try to sell you less and try to tell you how much better it is than what was there before yeah, yeah let me tell you, when, when, I, when i was undocumented because i couldn't get a driver's license i lived in north miami beach on uh 191st street right uh, like the edge of the county uh, towards towards the north part. Um, and I went to school at Miami-Dade Community College, Wolfson Campus, all the way in downtown. So that's literally about 190 streets. So I used to take the S bus um, every 
not every day, but like multiple times a week to try to get to class. And it was a fucking nightmare. Like it was like two hours. You know what I mean? And sometimes I would just take the like my bicycle. Like I would just ride 200 streets on my bicycle to get to school because it was faster. I got some exercise, whatever. But like now they're just getting rid of routes, streamlining, efficiency. If you think we're nitpicking and being unfair, ditch your car, get on a fucking bus for two weeks and try to navigate the county like that. Right out. There was or one follow, day or follow follow on Twitter. There's a great account called Fix MDT. I believe it's called at Fix MDT. And you'll see that account doesn't create a lot of its own content, but they retweet people having problems on in real time with the usually the rail, but also the buses and, and all of the transportation lack of tra- la- like few transportation down here. You'll see how it's become just completely regular expectation to be like, I'm going to be late. Even if I leave early, even there's no way that any of this is going to work. Yeah. And on another episode, we should talk about the airport. Is this oh, SkyTrain yeah. still down, David? I, I, I flew in yesterday. SkyTrain's down. As elevators. Last time I saw the elevators and the escalators, like through that whole bridge area, were all fucking down. Um, and, and they had the temerity to get on social media and to get, get and, and to send out press releases about this big fucking new Hilton that they're going to build yeah. on top of it, this yeah. like multi-billion-dollar Hilton that they're going to build on top of the David, airport. How long has the SkyTrain been down on this fucking airport? I don't it's know. Been it's, like, it's, it's like a couple it, months. It's been a while. It's been so long. The yeah. fuck the air the airport is like this is Miami International Airport. Like, what the fuck? It should, people? It's it's so bad, and it's. I, I, I go to a lot of airports. I travel for work. I go to a lot of places, a lot of like business destinations and, and like a lot of shitty airports. I mean, Orlando airport is shit. Da- the airport in Dallas is shit. Charlotte airport is shit. No, Orlando but, airport is far better than Miami international airport, but nothing compares to Miami. Yeah. Nothing compares to the Miami international airport with how dysfunctionally it's run. How, what, a, how, how like one piece of the airport is like disconnected from the other piece it's 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 a wreck and it's not like oh, it's a, but no big deal guys it's not like we're a tourist town or anything like that it's not like we have like a we, we rely speaking on speaking like, of know. tourists like i was uh in october i sent you guys pictures uh at las vegas uh airport harry reed international thinking this That's was a good airport that this was like the most goofily like design look sorry las vegas residents this looks like it was designed by like a 10 year old in the sims like it looks yes. weird but when I got outside, they made sure to let me know where I needed to go if I was catching a cab or an Uber and made sure that I, every, every cab got to a passenger in an orderly fat. Like I cannot, I cannot dunk on them for like personnel logistics. They made sure that everyone got to where they needed to go. Like they, I can't dunk on the staff at all. I'll always call it McCarran in my head, even though the the guy McCarran was one of the most evil people who's ever lived nice. in the history of America. But um, uh, the Harry Reid Airport, like, yeah, you can make fun of how goofy and silly it is, but it is a well-oiled machine, it is. especially if you're coming from Miami. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, and we, we bring up Miami International Airport not just because it is, um, you know, a, uh, a, a another piece of the transportation puzzle, but because it is ultimately run by uh, under the auspices of the county mayor under Levine Cava another thing that has gotten worse in the last three and a half years another thing that has continued to degrade and I don't know I just wanted to bring that up up front it's a very Miami heavy topic but it's like this this county has gotten 
and the better bus bus network, which sounds, by the way, like just like a a, a, a shitty thing to put on a flyer in November, right? Like, doesn't it sound yeah. like an election flyer or something? Bit. It sounds like some shit that she's doing to be able to say, brought, brought, you brought know, you Daniel Levine Kevin. Yeah, build bus exactly. better or whatever, yeah, or build, right. whatever. Build so, bus better. Build bus better. That's what it is. Build, build, <laughs> I should have called you, it that. You, 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 <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta build your bus better is what you gotta do. Um, hey, Zach. <laughs> hey, listen, Mac, you can have a lot of all the bus you want, but you gotta build better yeah. with the bus. Uh, yeah, so that said, today was, I was joking with you guys yesterday, transitioning to our actual first topic. Um, I was joking with you guys. The, we went in a long time about this. We're pissed. Yeah. The serial, the serial <laughs> masturbator is still on the loose as far as I know. To, to, he to should run for mayor. Let him run. He let him run for fucking mayor. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, um, yeah, transitioning to our actual first topic. Today, I was joking with you guys, uh, on, on, uh, chat yesterday that, Today would be like a national holiday on Twitter because today is the release of the um, the much anticipated release of the Jeffrey Epstein list. Mm-hmm. Now, whether uh, it's up for some debate of whether or not that is a client list for, uh, for personally for me, my only source is personal friend and friend of my family, Julie K. Brown, who is the real source and authority on all things Jeffrey Epstein. I wouldn't listen to anybody else except her. But um, this, uh, and you can you can find her tweeting at K, uh, JKB Journalist, I think. JKB Journalist. Um, but yeah, I, I was looking through some of the names and uh, I'm not entirely sure. It's not, it's not clear whether or not this is just passengers on the plane, whether this were passengers bound for, um, you know, the Epstein Island. Well, it's um, just, it ain't. It ain't a commercial airline. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> you didn't. You don't end up on that plane by accident. It's yeah. not a mistake. Like, you can't huh? buy a ticket. You know, <laughs> like a, of Google and, Flights. Um, a lot of these people are very conveniently dead. There's a guy who conveniently died in prison just last year, and of, under very familiar circumstances of being of hanging, hanging himself in his prison cell. Um, you know, and then we've got some of the names that everybody knows: Bill Clinton. We've got Jelaine Maxwell. We've got uh, you K- know Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I was surprised Kate. by that one. Uh, yeah, Bill, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. David, Al Gore. David Copperfield. David Copperfield. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Al Gore. Yeah, yeah. Somebody pointed out that between uh, Kate Blanchett. Who is num- listed number eight on the list and number six on the list? Philip Barden. Well, I don't. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, but between those two, there is a number seven, which is redacted. And somebody did the, uh, you know, elementary school spelling, uh, you know, alphabetized work of realizing that the name Biden falls in between Barden and Blanchett and is redacted. So uh, take that from that what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all this stuff is just for fun, considering how horrible it is. They're, they're, Bill Clinton and Donald Trump are on the list. Mm-hmm. Are on, Donald like Trump is on the list. Just flying, palling around with this, the most prolific child sex trafficker of all time. Bill Richardson. Bill Richardson. Bill Richardson. No Jimmy uh, Kimmel, though. No uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He might have a case. Duke of York, Andrew. <laughs> uh, Andrew, yes. Ke- Kevin Spacey. Uh, Stephen Hawking. is. <laughs> um. Mm. Yeah, it, this is a like, and I, I do want to mention that, like, oh, Al, of course, we mentioned at the. I think we, I don't know okay, if we were recording Cameron yet. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yeah. I was like, what? I I made the joke on on Twitter that uh, like 
it's funny the whole Aaron Rodgers accusing Jimmy Kimmel of potentially being on the list when Aaron Rodgers is so clearly more the like celebrity archetype that Jeffrey Epstein would have gone after. Like that's the kind of guy. An A-lister, yeah. Free, yeah, but also like a free thinker against the grain, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's the I think he's only had that persona really since COVID. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, um, a, a little a little earlier. There was some shit if you follow the NFL. There was some Aaron Rodgers shit going back to like 2015. Gotcha. That was like tremors that he was that kind of guy. Gotcha. Um, but but like yeah, no you're right. He's only been well known as as what you know, all the baggage that comes with Aaron Rodgers. So, I guess my question for you guys is like what does this matter? Does anything come of this? Like this to me that what's depressing like that whole like thing with um, Aaron Rodgers basically insinuating that Jimmy Kimmel was going to be on the list because I guess he's upset about the digs that Kimmel took at him when he said he was immunized uh, and not vaccinated, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Is when he said, like, oh, I'm going to be popping a champ, I'm going to be popping champagne when the list comes out. And I'm like, let's not forget, like, what happens. Like, th- like people's lives right. were destroyed. Like, the other thing for me, like, what will happen? Nothing. But to me, the 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 echoes of summer 2019 when they just announced, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein successfully hung himself in prison. Oops. Like that's the echoes of that are still like if that were to happen in another country, we would also we wouldn't have to guess at what happened. But because it happened in this one, you're supposed to have the veneer. And I, I think I was glad to see that became a very, you know, uh, popular meme that he clearly did not kill himself. But the whole like, yeah, he's dead and there's nothing you can do about it. Like once once that happens, it's very hard to see any of his accomplice other than Ghislaine, I suppose, um, b- being made to answer for their participation. You know, I, I think some of these people, like we were, someone pointed out Cameron Diaz. I'm going to guess that there are people in her orbit who maybe he was trying to ingrati- ingratiate himself with and said, oh, okay, well, if people say I should, you know, get to know you, I guess I will. I don't think every name on that list equals, you know, Predator, but um, – Yeah, my, even- my impression is that there were two different types of flights that were happening right. on that – on the Lolita Express. One was – to Epstein Island for, you know, all the activities that were there. And then the other were just more like garden variety, like influence peddling type shit. Also, when the FBI or whatever was raided his apartment and apparently collected all these very carefully labeled and categorized yeah, uh, tapes, anything you need to know about what happened, the, the state already has it, you know, and right. uh, that, that's, that's a, yeah. Like I, I think you're you're getting to uh, the the heart of the matter, Gerald. Which is like I honestly can't blame people that are conspiratorial in this country. Yeah. Because like again, when you have two U.S. presidents palling around with the most prolific child sex trafficker in human history, you have Prince Andrew, you have Ehud Barak, ex prime minister of Israel, you have all these celebrities, Bill Gates, billionaires. You know, you have um the tapes right that were all labeled with like names of these like prolific people that we never saw we never heard about again you know the guy kills himself on like the camera's malfunction and there's no real answers about that you know like yeah what are people gonna say if the authorities don't give you like a conclusive story you know with like beginning middle and end like they're gonna start speculating you know what i mean so like do i think pizzagate is bullshit 
like yeah most of it but like there's clearly something there right like, the issue know, with pizza gate was the pizza listener yeah like i'm, I'm not a pizza gator but like the, the, it's fucking weird that like two former u.s presidents and like leaders of state and billionaires are like hanging around with this like not just convicted sex offender, but someone that was like still trafficking children all along in this like island in his plane. There's literally, you can look this up. I'm not making it up. This is not right wing crank shit. There is a photograph of Bill Clinton being massaged by uh, one of the 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 the, the uh, uh, women. The victims, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was. Like, Guffrey, whatever, like yeah, Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. Like, I've heard it pronounced Jeffrey or Guffrey, yeah, but. yeah. Just mas- giving Bill Clinton a back massage on a chair, mm-hmm. like this is on the internet. Like you could look up Epstein Bill Clinton massage, you'll see it. Like that's fucking weird. Sorry, like <laughs> it's 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 like the, the way that you're talking about it, Tomas. It actually kind of like gets at the to me what the scariest or maybe like the most concerning thing of, of this whole news, all the, all the Epstein stuff is how it's kind of showing how like sclerotic and hopeless political discourse is becoming because it's like you can take the Epstein thing and whatever your priors are, whatever you already think you're like, I, there was a trending hashtag that was like exonerated and it was all just about like Donald Trump being exonerated by the release of the list. And then you look at the list and his name is right there. Yeah, it's he's not exonerated. It's 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 all incoherent. None of the and, and it's like to to what to your point, right? I don't blame people for losing their minds over this shit. And I also don't think that it's a, a coincidence that every time somebody brings up salient points that could be categorized as conspiracy theory like what you talked about with the 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 um the jettisoning of the tapes the way that we've never really found out any more of the information from never them. will I mean, I could, never will. yeah never will shit that like other things that i have my own weird preoccupations with like the las vegas shooting and all this stuff like all of these things <laughs> like when there is yeah you guys are laughing because mm. i've told i've gone off about this mm. before but the uh but all of these things like you think it's like a coincidence or or like unintentional that the discourse on them veers into weird shit about like satanic cults and fucking like demons and like angels and shit no of course they want to lump in genuine concern and questions that people have like hey why what happened with that? Why did that happen that way? Yeah, with the crazy it. motherfuckers who are like, oh, it's fucking, uh, it's it's Mammon come to life and he is going to raise the hounds of hell. And it's like, well, okay, pump the brakes, Tiger. Can I just get my question asked first? Because I am legitimately curious about this specific and real thing. No, but it all has to get lumped in together with all conspiracy and all the fucking, uh, neurotic shit that's that's happening in the discourse and i don't think that that's on that's that's an accident i think it's intentionally lumped together like that to make people like me seem crazy which mm. maybe i am i don't know yeah we should do an episode on the las vegas shooter uh, <laughs> you, should, you should tell your truth David. just get it out of my system you should tell literally nothing to do with florida not a single florida yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um I don't know. So, uh, yeah, Tomas, what do you think happens with this? Does anything does anything come of, of of this? No. Do you guys think that Epstein was one of many? Do you think that there are like other campaigns like this? Is this like one finger yeah. on a? Do hand? you do you remember 
after Trump was elected, that rumor that there was the P tape of Trump uh, with the, the women who were urinating on a bit, like that logic yeah. of wanting to have compromise on people, like for for people to now say anyone anyone who's trying to connect A to B with Epstein ingratiating himself with either influential or powerful people, um, and taping them, um, yeah. you know, to say that actually that doesn't happen. Um, you, you remember after the 2016 election hearing that that might have happened. The idea that it couldn't happen because either Trump is too moral a human being or because Vladimir Putin is not uh, nearly as conniving as to think of something. Like, of course, like black, like, yeah, political blackmail. I don't know how to, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm being kind of like, yes, political blackmail exists. Um, and, you know, the, the campaigns like that, like you asked, like, we uh, probably ongoing, um, maybe not of that nature specifically, but I'm sure of other natures um, that we m- will probably won't not discover until long after they're over. And probably, honestly, the way that the life has been going, probably figure it out completely by accident. Probably yeah. ha- ha- because a Herald reporter wanted to ask some questions and couldn't find any answers, so started digging. Yeah. Look, I- I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you guys my theory which is not original but i mean epstein was like he worked at like a, a private school in new york the dalton school i think yeah yeah, yeah. where with uh, no then, higher education without even yeah. a college degree and, not, yeah, and, and for not met, that long and then he met lex werner famous for you know man, like being involved with the parent company of victoria's secret or whatever mm-hmm. and you know he became uh a fin- like a financial advisor like a financial manager for him beginning in the 1980s within like a couple of years wexner like had him in charge of his like private life finances you know assets i i think and this might be crank shit i i think he was like epstein was intelligence right I agree. I agree. and, and, yeah. and you, you we have something that's very indicative of that which is when he got caught in in the first bust in Palm Beach in the in the two thousands, you know, remember uh, Acosta, the guy that uh, Trump was going to appoint as what labor, labor secretary. secretary? Yep. Yeah, he was involved in, in that bust. He was part a South of Florida the guy, uh, formerly uh, head of. Um, he was a, a president at FIU, I think, at one point, right? He when was he, involved. When he was... Yeah, whatever. He, he was involved in giving him like the sweetheart deal back then. Yeah, and. Um, you know, like, like it as part of the sweetheart deal. There's communications that are now released that say that, you know, uh, Epstein was and m- might have been involved with intelligence services, and that he well, even even he was, predating even predating that T, um, even before he met Wexner, he was put in the same room with those people, prior before he even was was working in finance he was hired over at dalton by who he was hired by at the time donald barr the father of bill barr uh, and so th- like this is a guy who himself it feels as if he's been groomed but groomed in the way that you're talking about groomed to be an asset of some kind it's he's it, it, there's no explanation for his positions he's held in his professional career there's no explanation for how he had the money to buy the fucking mansion down here in in uh, in, in west palm there's no explanation N- nobody was seeking him out for financial advice nobody was investing with him it, all this like 
New York financier shit is a fable that was told about him. The, the guy, the guy ran a honeypot operation for intelligence services. Yeah. It's simple as that. Which seems easily duplicable. I would imagine that there are, and, and he was a a, a a a pretty stunningly incompetent person at it. He wasn't good at it. He sucked at it. It was the other thing that people who are in in that because he presented himself as this like financial guru. Um, uh, you know, high power trader. The people who are in that field are constantly either on some kind of pill or coke or not sleep. Some they have to be up at all hours. They are wired. They are not healthy, and they took notice. So I don't ask me where what the source was. This was years ago, but they asked they uh, amongst themselves, "How does this guy have so much leisure time?" Yeah, we are all so yeah. busy, <laughs> and he is so unbusy. Well, this was like. It, it, it's a funny industry because the people that populated are just among the worst people on the planet, but they also are able to spot things like this. this people spotted that the amount of money that Bernie Madoff, for example, was moving around should have been enough to move markets. And it never did. Mm. And everybody was like, how's he doing this? First of all, how's he getting the returns he's getting? And second of all, like, why isn't that affecting any of my trading? He just moved $5 billion over from this fund to that fund. Why didn't that why aren't why am I not feeling the ripples of that? Right. And it's the same thing with Epstein. Nobody ever felt any of the heft of his supposed multi-billion dollar, you know, portfolio. It, it, it was like it was just you know, lighter than air. It didn't exist. So um yeah, no, I, I, I agree with, with 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 what you guys are saying. I think that like it was it's it's this wide reaching either like CIA Mossad fucking shit that we'll never find out the full it's it's like the the allegory of the elephant. We are only touching one part of the elephant, and we don't know what right. the whole thing feels like or looks like. Um, so that puts a button on that. That was a Florida centric topic as well, because as we know, that story came right from down here in South Florida in West Palm mm-hmm. Beach. Um, never would it. It's got all of its roots up in New York, but it it it, it broke down here um, as a pretty boring crime story. Like if you guys remember the original reporting back in like 2011 or whatever, it was like a pretty straightforward, Oh, this is a pretty prominent guy. And he's got some charges against him. Let's see what happens. And then nothing happened for a really long time. Um, and people kept, that's the thing too, is people kept meeting with him and kept getting on his plane even after the charges came out and were public. Yeah. And written about, uh, yeah. So let's move a little further down South though, guys. Things are happening in Argentina. Tomas, do you want to bring us up to date on how your boy Javier Millet is doing and, and all the haters and, and that are that are trying to wreck his nascent uh, Bitcoin presidency? Yeah, it's pretty bad. So basically, US dollar presidency. We, we've talked about it in a recent episode if you want to get like the, you know, the context behind all this. But basically, um, this extreme uh, libertarian uh, right-wing lunatic uh, has assumed the presidency, uh, a guy that thinks that he can communicate with his dead dogs via a spiritual medium. Um, And he's embarked in one of the fastest uh, neoliberal austerity projects uh, that, you know, a, a major international economy uh has seen i think i don't know if ever but like probably since like the collapse of the soviet union and the dismantling of you know the russian economy and you know other um eastern ex-soviet uh satellites 
it, yeah, it, it, it's just been crazy. They uh, are removing uh, subsidies for uh, transportation, public transportation, for energy, uh, for health insurance uh, costs, uh, for uh, gasoline. Um, they are laying off, uh, they laid off 7,000 uh, state workers. They're laying off more. Or they say that 45,000 is their target uh, in the next uh, few, few months. And uh, they're also taking measures to suppress public discontent and mobilization uh, against these measures, basically trying to um, ban any sort of rally, march, or protest that might uh, block a street in any way, saying that any um, un unnotified uh, rally, march, protest of more than three people could constitute a riot, something that actually was uh, passed into law here in Florida, but never implemented well. And it's punishable by up to three and a half years uh, in jail. And that any, um, you know, meeting actually, protests, march, uh, rally, uh, organizing meeting needs to be uh, notified to the Minister of Security. Um, and, there, uh, and there's also a bunch of uh, deregulation measures to destroy uh, pretty robust worker protections that exist in Argentina, basically extending the trial period for new employees from three to eight months, uh, getting uh, rid of uh, compensation loss uh, for being fired without costs. Uh, so it's much more favorable to bosses. Um, and they're doing this through something called uh, a DNU, which is uh, it stands for a ne a Necessary Emergency Decree, it would be in English. Uh, basically, it's something that is is constitutional in Argentina and other governments have used, but not to this scope. Uh, in fact, it's so unconstitutional that like the the measure the labor measures that I just referenced have been blocked, um, you know, and and, and they're suspended uh, for now. Is this similar to like an executive order here in the United States that it, a president could make? Kinda, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, obviously, there's like just like here, there's, there's limitations. Like a, it can be, yeah, it can, it can be ruled unconstitutional. Well, yeah, yeah, you you can't. It's it's just to pass things if there's like government gridlock. You know, you have to remember this guy. You know, rode a wave of you know right wing populist discontent, but like the majority of Argentinians are not like committed libertarians. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like a pretty social right. democrat, like social welfare state. Um, and you know, it, things are fucking insane right now. My aunt, for example, her health insurance, um, cause there, there's uh, insurance in Argentina, health insurance is public, but my, my aunt suffers from, uh, degenerative disease. Uh, she has like dementia. Um, so she has a private health insurance, but they're subsidized also. So even a private health insurance is pretty cheap. It went from 33,000 pesos to 65,000 pesos doubled. In a month, imagine if your health insurance cost doubled in a month. You know the public transportation costs have risen. I think 20, 30 percent. Uh, gasoline. My friend Hernan Hernan Reyes, who we did the other episode with, uh, if you want to check that out about Millet, he used to fill up his tank of gas with thirteen thousand pesos. Now he is spending twenty eight thousand pesos, more than doubled, to uh, you know just to drive to work. 
Yeah, you retweet, you retweeted um, before we started this episode earlier yeah. today. You retweeted a video of lines around a block. Yeah, there's like, huge uh, lines of people just panicking, panic buying gas before a lot of these like, you know, um, increments of price uh, go into effect. And that's because Millet instituted a bunch of deregulatory measures related to the oil uh, industry. He's trying to privatize or state-run oil company. Uh, he's taking away subsidies, you know, that make the gas cheaper for people. And remember, Argentina is actually like I think the 26th biggest oil producing country in the world. We we right. uh, produce about 700,000 barrels of oil per day. And, you know, all the idiotic right wing people in Argentina, uh, you know, the, the mouthpieces are saying, well, that's the international price. You know, we we're just paying fair international prices. Hello, like we're an oil producing country. We don't have to pay like international price. Like we produce oil. And even if we didn't, that's a choice like that we make. Like we can subsidize it so that people can get to work, have money to spend, go buy things, go spend uh, money at restaurants. Like it stimulates the economy. So Argentina is in complete economic uh, free fall. And I think it's just like a really important story to follow because you know this is like old school like milton friedman chicago boys shock doctrine yeah. economic theory i've never seen it implemented this fast I, since the early 90s personally and it's just resulting in such a massive failure and popular unrest in the country i mean there's like massive protests like all over the country since this has started he's dropped i think 10 points in the poll within a couple of weeks, um, hmm. you know, dropping faster. And there's a general strike and, you know, almost half half of the Argentinian uh, population, working population is unionized. There are general strikes are real. They're not like in the United States. There's a general strike being held, I think, January 24th by our, you know, the, the Confederation of, of Trade Unions, the CGT. Uh, so that's going to be both it's gonna be exciting to see, you know, what happens. Yeah. Obviously, the the way this is covered, also, I, correct me if I'm wrong. You posted something um, in the Argentinian press that, due to the cuts to transportation subsidies or energy subsidies, that there was a child who had to take a, a horse um, to school. No, so remember, I support so this. Remember, Argentina is like half of the population lives in Buenos Aires province, okay. the capital. And the rest of the country is actually extremely rural. Rural, yeah. And and poor, actually. Hmm. Um, so there's places where you have, you know, one school per, per, per city, you know, one school per town, not paved roads, not good infrastructure. Um, but, you know, there's services and stuff and people get by. But in one of these, like, rural towns, they cherry-picked the story of, of a boy that um, rides a, a horse 16 – we don't use miles, like, the rest of the world who use kilometers. kilometers yeah he he rode 16 kilometers uh to get to school every day and because of you know the gas prices i mean they're telling people like get used to not using your car blah blah which you know we, we in buenos aires have excellent public transportation now being decimated right. you know they want to they want to remove routes just like the better bus network well, t- going back Tomas, to this, 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 was, well, this is the thing i wanted to ask stuff. you there's yeah. there, there positing the story of this of this kid riding the horse to school 16 kilometers as like an inspirational thing of like wow look at this boy and it's like no like the system the previous system failed that boy 
Like you should right. not have to do that. Like that's not, you know, we've had a, a clip that went extremely viral that I've shared several times. It's like mouthpieces for Millet's party saying that Argentinians are going to have to buckle up and eat one meal per day, one big strong meal per day because, you know, we have to cut costs. And like, you know, like it's funny because the right wing in Argentina kept saying that we were going to turn in what they call Argenzuela. We're going to be like Venezuela, you know, like the boogeyman of Venezuela. And like, we are kind of worse right now. Like, you know what I mean? And and they are offering the Argentinian people like exactly what they have posited socialist policies. Would do, right. You eat one meal per day. You have to put the streaming services. You're not going to be able to drive your car. You have to ride a horse. You don't have to ride a fucking horse. This is the thing. Is like this. Excuse, this, excuse me. Excuse what? me. You get to ride a horse. This this rang the this rang for me of um in the lead up to the Brexit vote. They asked Nigel Farage about you know every economist under the sun had said this will shave you know point however long you extrapolate it out, but the the British economy will be worse off because of Brexit. And they asked him about like how do you justify Brexit if everyone's saying Britain will be economically worse off? He said some things are more important than money. And I was like floored by that because I was like, every anytime you try to posit something, um, you know, you know, from the left, um, it's you know, it, it's I like to someone's point, it's a boogeyman, or it's going to make us worse off. To say, it, even if it was true, to say, oh, well, some things are more important than money, would be to, like this guy is off his gourd. Like this guy, like he's this guy is going to you know mess with your standard of living. It's always inject whether it's like a racist like immigration system that they that they want to you know promote in Britain or if it's you know Argentinians rallying behind the boy riding a horse it's yeah you can have a worse standard of living you can be worse off as long as it's on our terms as long as yeah. <laughs> and, and it, it, this couldn't have come at a worse time in Argentina because listener this is really important a lot of economic and geopolitical moves are being predicated upon this, which is the increasing need for lithium for every fucking battery in the world. Because lithium batteries are significantly um, lighter than your traditional acid batteries. So Argentina is part of something called the lithium triangle, which which includes Chile, Argentina, and Bolivia. We have some of the highest uh, deposits of lithium in the world, which is obviously like a sitting gold mine that are you know we haven't been able to exploit properly, but it's, it's we're sitting on a fucking gold mine. Recently, I was part of a delegation that toured this company. I was a lithium extracting company, and it was bizarre, guys. Like they basically have a, a pretty interesting idea, which is you know lithium can be extracted from salt water, right? And in aquifers. Like there's fresh water at the top and obviously salt water is more, more dense. So it sinks to the bottom. So the problem with extracting that water to extract the lithium is that as you remove the salt water from the bottom, the fresh water that is used for drinking in these aquifers sinks to the bottom and starts mixing with the salt water and eventually becomes undrinkable. So what this company does is they extract the salt water from the bottom they have a, a chemistry that they use to remove the lithium, keep the water, and then they put it back at the bottom so it doesn't ruin the the, the fresh water at the top, right? But like honestly, like this technology is untested, unresearched. 
you know, we don't know actually like the consequences of putting the water back there if they could mess with the. This sounds this sounds a lot like the way we thought about fracking in the nineties. Exactly, like this magical new thing. Oh, yeah. hey, look how cool! And yeah. one of the worst parts is that I, I actually asked about the testing, and they were like, "Oh, we actually uh, do all the in testing in house because we don't trust third parties because they're unreliable in their tests." I literally was like, "This sounds like Theranos, like." This sounds like yeah. a fraud. That sounds Any, like Theranos. Yeah. Anyways, but this company is is really you know like really interested in ex- expanding business operations in Argentina now that they have a business friendly government. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a huge fight right now for because Millet's government you know wants to implement a bunch of deregulatory de- policies around these lithium deposits in the northern part of Argentina where it's, you know, people don't look like me over there. They're very indigenous. They don't have representation, lack of investment. This could be a huge boom, you know, not just for the the, the country as a whole, but to develop those areas of Argentina that need to be developed, you know? Um, And, you know, Millet started his tenure saying that Elon Musk called them and he was excited to do, because remember, Tesla batteries need a lot of lithium. Um, So, you know, and, the, and the, Elon the, Musk very famously sent the tweet, uh, you know, kind of uh, subtweeting the entire nation of Bolivia, saying, "We will steal your." We it will, wasn't, it we wasn't, will coup whoever we want. We will coup whoever we want. After yeah. the failed 19, 2019 coup, thank God that failed. Yeah. Another thing is, you know, Macri, who was the right wing um, president that we have from 2015, 2019, that served one term because it was such a disaster, took out a fifty-six billion dollar IMF loan, the largest in human history all the all the capital wasn't invested in the country it was stolen through capital flight he gave it to all his business you know friends and they literally stole it like you can look this up and now the his minister of economy that got us into that that they didn't invest the money he's the minister of economy under Millet. so macri's running like a shadow government you know using Millet as a puppet he's the minister of economy they're meeting with the imf today the past week trying to get another $10 billion loan to finance their bullshit. And the IMF is actually saying, surprisingly saying, no, uh, like we don't trust <laughs> you. Like last time you don't, you don't pay, you always try to renegotiate, but they, they keep insisting, they keep insisting today. Marco Rubio was pushing for that IMF loan to happen. They are sacking our country. They're plundering and pillaging our country, they're coming for our natural resources. They're coming for our assets. They want to re, uh, reprivatize our, our air, air, airline company, Aerolíneas Argentinas, that was privatized during the last neoliberal government, major neoliberal liberal government in the 90s. They had to be renationalized. They want to privatize uh, the rail. They want to privatize oil. They want to privatize all the lithium deposits. It's it's a fucking tragedy, but it's it's a warning. It's a warning for the rest of the world, and it's a case yeah, that. The- the IMF is like the, your Coke dealer putting his arm around your shoulder and being like, hey, man, I think you need to slow down a little. Like, it's a bit much. A hundred percent. Completely. I, look, I've been there. Completely accurate analogy. <laughs> <laughs> like, completely accurate analogy, dude. Like, it's bad. Uh, all of this is happening. And I don't think, you know, I don't think that, uh, you know, absent from our conversation so far, but I think important to mention is like this. How do I put it? Like this Council of Foreign Relations crowd that's so worried about China's influence in Latin America and its ability to like kind of what what China has been doing, which is like investing and creating relationships in across Latin America and and building this block of countries that are 
um, willing to do trade with, you know, with all these like rich natural resources. And like, there's a lot of like, yeah. Yeah, the, the, like there's a lot of concern in the West over that. And there, I mean, like, I think we saw it obviously with Bolsonaro. I, th- I think that we're seeing the same thing with Millet, where it's like they're trying, the, the West is trying to plant some libertarian, you know, Friedman fucking yeah. flags in the, in the ground, Friedman flags in the ground and be like, no, 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 let's, let's keep, you know, let's keep, let's keep the West the West, you know, yeah. and it's so be stupid. on our team. We talked about it on the last episode with Hernan, but, you know, while Millet was running, he said that he was going to cut relations with Brazil, Argentina's main socioeconomic partner, because it's ruled by, you know, a social democrat, some will say socialist president, but I like Lula, you know, but I wouldn't call him a communist. And he was going to cut relations with our second socioeconomic partner, China. And ultimately, he didn't do that because that would literally like destroy our economy. But guess what? The Chinese said, Fuck you. And they cancel a bunch of currency swaps that were like five really, billion, I think, right? Yeah, yeah really crucial sure. and needed, you know what I mean, for the country. And gonna, gonna undermine your leverage in any negotiations yeah. with the IMF, for example. Yeah. And how did Malay respond exactly? And how did Malay respond by saying, like, yeah, we're not interested in bringing in bricks anymore? Like, why? Like, that would just diversify our economy, you know, expand our like trading relationships, you know, get, get us more capital that's badly needed in the country. Because he says that the Chinese are communists. Guess uh, what's what's very they're really not. What's, like they're pretty capitalist, actually. Like what's very funny about it though is he. Uh, what I read was he stressed, "I don't want to join BRICS, but I would love to intensify bilateral relationships between each of the member countries." <laughs> In so, other words, I don't want to hang out as a group, but one on one, we're cool. One on one's cool, you know. <laughs> it's just. You guys can be a lot when I have to, you know, hang out with all of you, you know, at the same time. It's 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 messy. Yeah. What is the S in BRICS again? I know South Brazil, Africa. Russia, India, China, South Africa. Okay. Um, yeah, so I re- I remember when it was just brick when they were they weren't they, they mm-hmm. hadn't added South Africa yet. Would it would have been um, Brikes, Brixa? If Argentina breaks. If you put oh, it breaks. after the R, it's breaks. Yeah. No, t- I, the the um the, the the one to be on the lookout for is when it becomes Brinks and they add Nigeria because Nigeria, I wish, I'll tell you something. I wish I could live another 150 years because I would love to visit Nigeria in 150 years because I think it's going to actually look like all those, like it's going to look like fucking Wakanda. It's going to look like the, the, it's going to look like the future world, like, you know, future fiction, like what you see where it's, where it's like, oh, if boomers could learn how to Convert to a PDF, you know that pic, that that meme format. Oh, I where see. Shows like a yeah. My dad it's, always like, says that. My dad always says that Africa is Nigeria is yeah. Nigeria is gonna be like Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, I, I saw an article that um, was it Donald Trump is seen uh, by most Republican voters as a person of faith. Um, I have MAGA relatives. He's not a person of faith. He's an object of faith. They have yeah. they have put yes. all their Joan of Arc qualities onto this man. He, the only thing to debate is what the margin of victory will be between first and second place. And that's yeah, basically Gerald, it. Gerald, you got to come in second or third because we know he ain't coming first. Who, Trump? No, DeSantis. Oh, third. He's he's losing to Haley, and if he if he comes in behind Haley in Iowa, he's out. Haley will go to New Hampshire and play second again. In which case, she probably has to deal with her annoying nemesis Vivek Ramaswamy, who's only in this for a Newsmax TV deal at this point. Um, maybe that's all he was ever in it for. Um, so we'll see. David, your turn. I have no fucking idea. I don't know. He'll come in. He'll come in third. I'll, co- I'll copy Gerald. Um, and I, I, I think not drops just that. Drops out or not? Um, drops out, and I will add one uh, wild card. Does in the next legislative session does not get a majority of his items passed through. Like he loses, he will lose prestige and uh, and control and sway in the Florida legislature uh, in the coming session. What about you, T? Boys, it's consensus time. Let's go. I think he. I think he definitely comes in third. I will say my only caveat is, like the rational thing and the expected thing would be for him to drop out if he comes third in Iowa, but he's such a psychopath and surrounded by such sycophants and is so prideful that I could see him actually soldier on, like Jeb, like Jeb style, like Dead Man Walking. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I could see like, there's no way he makes it past super Tuesday, obviously, but I, I would expect like, I it mean, just, it just doesn't feel like he has any autonomy on his own. He is a complete as, as a national political figure, he is buoyed by these groups that you're always talking about T. like these, these, these finance, this money groups, these like uh never back downs that are kind of keeping him up. And it, if he did it, it would be very much like, um, I don't know, like like a like a like an arena band where the lead singer gets canceled in the middle of their tour, and then they have to start going and playing like you know small bars or some shit yeah. like that. I will say yes, I, I agree with you to a point. Like I think he's propped up by those people, but like they they've ditched him. A lot of them, the Coke Network has gone to Haley. Like a bunch of his donors have gone to other. I, I think there is sort of like a push that he's resistant to be like, okay, dude, like we like you know the, the Republican forces that don't want to see a Trump nomination. I think there is a push to be like, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like it's it's Haley. Like you you missed your moment, and I think he's resisting that, which is funny for us. I mean, I, I hope he stays until Super Tuesday. Yeah. Be oh, that'll be good. Yeah. No, I yeah. see it. It also seems like he's been 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 like unable to accomplish as much, like with devoting his attention to Florida. Which anytime again, this goes back to things we talk about, where it's like, anytime we can get these guys to be not doing things, it's kind of yeah. better that way. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a libertarian take, but it's a true one. Less, less government, it's good for Florida. There you go. <laughs>